What a Woman, conversations with powerful women who share powerful stories. This podcast was created by me, your host, Caroline Lyons, and my friend and producer, Sarah Benner, two mums searching for inspiration. And we hope you'll be inspired too. We're thrilled this series of the podcast is sponsored by Serenity Spa, a luxurious hidden gem you will find located inside the Rose Hotel Tralee. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here, ladies. Yeah, and can I say, you you look fabulous. So stylish. Oh, well, says she. (laughs) I'm looking at two very stylish ladies here. To be very honest, I've done a huge haul lately on a few different places. Do you know one of those seasons that you just love everything? This is my season. Is it? Yeah. Because other seasons I can go into different places and I just won't like anything. Yeah. So like this year, it's very kind of like pared back and minimal and kind of lines and masculine trousers and shirts. And and I love all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like that classical, minimal, structured kind of look. I just love. love it, yeah. And then you can pair everything and switch them around and whatever. So thank you. Yeah. But, and is that kind of a winter? Do you like the, the autumn winter? Oh, autumn autumn winter. Do you know what? Yeah. I mean, I mean, summer is great. But what do you wear in summer? I mean, you wear a pair of shorts and a little tank top. And if you go for dinner, great. You wear a dress or you wear... And shorts. So I think fall, fall, autumn, winter, you get the chance to actually style your outfits and things. And I think more the high street does kind of... Does it better? There's H&M Premium now, right? Which I never use. Girls, listen. I have been, like a lot of my stuff, I've been looking at, like they're doing cashmere... They're doing wool. They only do it online. I never go into a H&M store. So H&M Premium and get it early. Get it all. Get it like September or else your sizes will be gone and whatever. Do all your shopping in September and then start your Christmas shopping. That's my Well, I'll be going straight on to that. Honestly, I swear you won't be you won't be disappointed. The quality of their stuff on the premium is a different level. It's like it's like a different shop. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. great. Really, really good. No, I definitely to check that out. Do, 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 do. Yeah, do. <laughs> well, so you are one of Ireland's best known, most successful models. Well, thank you. It's been a while yes. now, but thank you. <laughs> a very, very successful career and an actress in in film and television. Yeah. A businesswoman. Um, so I suppose to start with, I mean, your your era of modelling when you were really at your peak was such an exciting time. It was yeah. when the top models, supermodel right. sort of era was, and that's where I was coming up yeah. with those sorts of names and like, like Naomi Campbell yeah, and Kate yeah, Moss. Yeah. is from Croydon. I'm from Croydon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that must have been an exciting time. And, and we were saying that actually now, you know, lots of people can try and get famous online and with the yeah. filters, anyone can try and look like a you know flawless model. But back then, you ha- you had to stand out, and it was it was different. What it was hugely different because we didn't have social media, and actually, the agent we had at the time, Eddie Shanahan, um, he wouldn't allow us talk to media, talk to press, talk to anybody. So if you're in different ag- agencies, you had the advantage of being able to kind of play with the press a little bit, and it, you know, if you got to know the guys, they'd kind of book you for photo calls and different things like that. But no, Eddie was very much, you're not allowed to talk to the press, you're not allowed to do it. But it was a very, very exciting time. But like anything, you don't know when you're in it. Mm. Like you really don't. We didn't know what a huge, huge kind of iconic era it was. The 90s really was an iconic era going into the noughties. And actually, like yourself, I was just looking up, um, 
reading a different article the other day, which were saying that like this is that the Gen Z's were now, isn't it? Gen Z's. Yeah. They don't have an actual fashion style. Mm. Like, you know, the noughties is known or the 90s is known for minimalism, low rise jeans, like little tiny little mini skirts, the Christy Turlington's, you know, all of the yeah. rest. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Crawford, the whole supermodel crew. Whereas I just feel for the Gen Z. I have a daughter who's a Gen Z at the moment. She's 17, nearly in October. And uh, I just look at them and I go, God, I, I think they're a bit lost. They just don't have the identity that we had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We kind yeah. of we kind of carved our own identity. And um, now I think it's a bit of whatever you like to wear. There's no exact like we were just talking about the style, but there's no real. It's kind of like wear what you want. Mm. If you want to wear skinny bootleg jeans, you can wear those. If you want to wear flare jeans, they're also in. If you want to wear structured. So it is it's a hugely different time. But going back to your question about the 90s, like I like you say yourself, you know, country bumpkin. I'm a country bumpkin. I'm from Carlo. Yeah. And I came up to Dublin when I was 19 on the bus, hadn't a clue, got to know, know all the bus drivers. I was in college in Carlo, I was traveling up and down. It was literally like hop on the bus for a casting back down to Carlo again. And sometimes I'd have to turn around and come back up again. So, um, but it was an amazing, amazing time. It was a time of discovery, I think, really. Do you know what I mean? And it was a time when Ireland was really only opening up to London and working in London. And like I did shoots in Leeds and Manchester and so everything was really, really opening up. And like, as you had mentioned, the Kate Mosses and the Christian supermodels, we looked up to them. Whereas now, what do people have to look up to? Like, it's all this social media where people aren't always qualified, the influencers that are giving advice yeah. or they're paid, so they're biased. So you have to be just like how to navigate it is really difficult for them, you know? Well, that's why we're with this podcast there, isn't it? Yeah. We're trying to talk to to women that we feel we want as role models for our daughters yeah, you know yeah. women that, that aren't just sort of it's not about just looking you know filters online and, and sort of, sort of yeah. surface stuff we want women women that are out there they're achieving they're backing themselves yeah they're ballsy they're, yeah yeah. Mm. yeah and you have to be you know I mean and just on that though I mean as you mentioned country bumpkin probably yeah. pretty pretty naive but it strikes Very. me sort of researching for today there is you you seem to have had your head screwed on throughout and I wonder what I mean, you mentioned, I, I read, you know, your family kept you grounded. But yeah. obviously, um, and I'm sure you learned a lot, you know, there were, yeah, you yeah. know, you learned a lot along the way. But there did seem to be a sense in you of, of keeping keeping on the. Yeah, again, the, definitely that comes back to family. Definitely. Like I'm one of five. Hmm. I'm in the middle. I have an older brother and sister, younger brother and sister. And um, I definitely like my older sister, if I ever, she was three years older than me and she lived in Nace and particularly around the time that I was really doing well. I would have been 24, 25. I was quite young when I started to do really well. And, um, but you really underestimate yourself. I think as well, coming from Carlo, coming from like, and I was the, I guess, green as the grass. I really, really was like, not so much anymore, but anyway, uh, life <laughs> We'll hear more you. about that then later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, my family definitely kept me grounded and I just didn't see, like I remember when I used to work with people and they had an attitude about themselves, modelling kicks that out of you quick, pretty quick as well because a lot of people think, oh, you must be told every day how gorgeous you are and how this and actually you're told what's wrong with you every day. What's why you didn't get that job. And like I had a friend who was told, her nose was too big. Another friend who was told, like, you know, she'd do better if she didn't have so many ribs. 
things like this. Oh you my know? God. Yeah, because, you know, she didn't fit the clothes. And so you were always, even when you were 21, 22, and you're, it's slightly maybe bigger because there was no one as small as Kate Moss. But like, you know, you weren't that big or whatever, but you're still never good enough. You know, there's always somebody better in the mm. modeling industry. Always, no matter how gorgeous you are. So did that, so, I mean, did that affect you? How did you deal with that? I, it, to be honest, I, I mean, it, I mean, I, I thought about it. There were different days I felt, God, you know, you know, I, I don't know, you learn pretty quick. You get a thick skin and you, you pretty much learn that not to take things personally, because I very much did when I came into this business first. And I think only can experience can teach you that. You get a few knocks. And um, like I used to like go down the country to socialize and things like that to see my sister and people used to say things to me in nightclubs and like horrible things because I was on the cover of magazines and stuff like that. So you get a few knocks or you get a who do you think you are? You get all in, you, you, little do they know that you actually don't think you're anybody, but it's where they put you in their minds and their perspective. You think a lot less of yourself maybe than other people do, you know. Um, but yes, family is very much like I was very lucky to have a very stable family. And I, I socialized in Dublin, but I used to go to Nace a lot to socialize with my sister and I had a group of friends down there. So when you're away from all of that, they don't care what you do yeah, and who just, you are. Actually doing, more, yeah. they'd be like, listen to you now with your Dublin attitude or your modeling yeah. attitude. We'll, we'll <laughs> pull you down a peg or two. And literally, that's what they used to say. So um, I think for a while you do get a little bit, ooh, and then, you, then after that you're like, no, no novelty for a while really. well, I suppose body image particularly in the 90s I mean we've, yeah. we've brought this up with a few guests it yeah. was the time like I said yeah, of that wave. era of weight yeah, yeah. and obviously I mean a lot of the, the, the supermodels weren't built like that but I, I mean that there is that pressure in probably models feeling oh, better not eat before this shoot or I mean yeah. there must have been that going on among your peers I and mean, how was that to manage and how how has your relationship been with your body over the years in your, your yeah age? the um that definitely was there and thank God I never had a weight issue in my younger years. Obviously, now it's a slight bit different heading for perimenopause and stuff. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but definitely in my like 19, 20, 20, I didn't have an issue. I was like my metabolism was great. I worked out. I did calnetics. I did all this kind of stuff. But then when the supermodel show, I don't know if you remember that. Was that there was one in the late 90s, another one in the noughties. And all the supermodels were coming over and we did a massive show on the point. So all of us Irish girls were like, oh, Jesus, we're going to be on the ramp with all of these. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. So then we decided, oh, we better get ourselves in gear here. And myself and Mari, even though there was an eight year gap, we used to do counterattacks together. So we formed our own little relationship. So she was really like my mentor or whatever. So we all went off carbs and there was no bread allowed and all this. kind. Of, so we definitely did those kind of things. And now I think if I had been in London, which I did years later, I was in elite in London, but Anyway, long story, my agent here wanted me back. I prob that would have affected me more. But because in Ireland, like you still needed to look like you were 21 on some shoots and 48 in other shoots. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I swear, like, and you know, when you're that age, you're like, oh, to look this age. Oh, for God's sake, they're going to put rollers in my hair. And that's what they the did. The housewife that's and the washing like, machine. Yeah. Oh, listen, woman's way, all the rest of it, right? But yeah, so that's all. So in Ireland, I think the weight thing, only when it come up to like, the supermodel shows and things like that. Yes, we would definitely go right. No carbs for the week, you know. And would you have met like the likes of Naomi Campbell and Kate yeah. Moss? I didn't meet Kate Moss. Yeah. She wasn't on that. Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, um, Helena Christensen. I have a gorgeous photograph with her. Actually, it's beautiful. And um, yeah, those who else was on that show? No, Kate wasn't on that one for some reason. I don't know why she wasn't on that one. 
but Naomi Campbell will never forget like because we were all backstage and we're like looking at them all and oh my god and um, Naomi Campbell I'm sorry she without getting in, in trouble but she must have been in, in very happy form that okay. day because she was running around the place and uh, her makeup and hairdresser had to run after her to actually do her hair and makeup and yeah she was yeah. definitely happy yeah so um i don't know but anyway she's still going still going strong and i you know i, I think i love her whole thing because she wears so many wigs imagine just getting up in the morning just having to put your I wig know. on and do you know what i actually saw her on um some some yeah, runway and strong. i was saying to myself that's hardly her hair it was Mm-mm. like yeah it has all wigs yeah, yeah. She but she's some walk doesn't she that oh signature God. walk like she's incredible she really is she just has it yeah. down to a tea, you know? yeah and uh, she has the jeans and the whole lot as well. She's just fab. But yeah, we did work with some of them were difficult. Christy Turlington was lovely. Yasmin Lebon was there. She was lovely because she was talking about her daughters wearing her shoes. God, they must be adults now at this stage. Yeah. yeah. They're really babies at th- that time. But we were all so nervous and we were all so, oh my God. She, that was, was a huge deal. It was I mean, massive. So exciting. It was massive, you know. And Pat Kenny was, um, he was comparing one of them. Then there was, there was two of them. He did one. I can't remember who did the other one. Oh, it was Lenny Henry and... Um, his comedic wife Don French Don French they were doing the other one and uh, Pat yeah he was he's a gas man very nice man very yeah. nice man but very very happy I think to be around all the ladies and you know yeah, as you would I'm sure yeah. yeah I mean I was and I'm a lady you know what I mean so you're just like oh my god well I saw Incredible. on your Instagram you, it, there's a photo of you I think it's 96 or so where you grabbed Bono one night I mean he, that's, that, that is that a night. Yeah. Was it, was it that yeah, night yeah 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 so he was, we all went to the kitchen afterwards and uh, they were all there. They'd all been at the show and of course, so, you know, it's all VIP and it's all whatever. So all everyone's min- mingling together. So, yeah, so I have that, I have that picture up at home actually. And it's just lovely to That's have, fantastic. you know, like yeah. they were such special Iconic. times, as I said, that when you're in them, you don't even know. That's normal yeah. life. That's normal everyday life. I think that might be Edge drove me home or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And there was no about- funny... No funny business. It was yeah. just, you know, I'll make sure my driver gets you home right and I'm going to be going that way kind of thing. And, uh, but yeah, so that was like, oh yeah, and you're hanging out with all these people and it's normal and, and it lasts for a few years and then it's over and you're like, how did that all happen? Or when, when did that, yeah. what? It's <laughs> yeah. annoying, isn't it? It's always the way you just don't always you appreciate it, these things. No, until you, you don't. You take it for granted. And I think as they, there's, there's a reason they say youth is wasted on the young, isn't there? Yeah. No, you know, you just... look back and you go, oh my God, and they, the power that the, the youth have that they don't even realise yeah. they have. Yeah. Or like that we had when we were that age mm. that you're like, oh my God, I could have done this that and the other and you're but, but you're always full of doubt or full of kind of maybe that person over there can do much better than I can and you know I think that's just what holds us back in general really you know the other thing I suppose you know it was also a time where young women could be taken advantage of a yeah. lot of that has come out since yeah um it's still coming out unfortunately yeah. what we've seen in, in the media recently mm-hmm. um now again, sort of reading on on your sort of story, it seems again you sort of seem to keep your head screwed on with that and uh, try and keep out of situations yeah. where. I mean, I think you've spoken about um, was it Julian Glazius yes. who yeah. wanted to whisk a few of you off to yeah. his island and. I was talking about that actually a few weeks ago to somebody, because it doesn't come off that often that conversation, obviously. But then I don't know what came up. I mean, there must have been a story in the media, and then I was maybe comparing it and saying maybe it could have been something different, but it wasn't, and exactly that. There were only two instances in my modeling days that I felt 
uncomfortable, say. One was um, a shoot in Spain where nothing really except, you know, the photographers. Like, yes, yes, just think of sex, sex, sex. And it was all this kind of, you know, and I was like, all right, easy. Like, and I was wearing like stockings and a little mini skirt and it was a test shoot so they can kind of put you in anything. And it was late at night and, you know, and I've got this really dark and there's really no point to the whole thing. Do you mm. know what I mean? So that was one instance. And the other instance was very much the Julio instance. And we were in Madrid in Spain we were having a great time going to different castings and whatever else and then one day our agent said to us that oh um, uh, Julio Iglesias is in town tonight and we were like mm. Julio oh yeah that old fella because we were sorry do you know about that age <laughs> yeah. right oh yeah him yeah right well he'd like to take a few girls out to dinner blah 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 this is normal and we're like oh, like green as grass now right so I was 19 at this stage so we were walking in and one of these yes men said to us um, because you know we had to behave so he said to us oh you are going to eat the most uh, delicious food ever you ever tasted you're going to and when he comes in we all stand up and we all clap and I'm like are you serious and anyway your man comes up of course us three were placed beside him weren't we you know so there was the two girls on one side I was on one side and your man the yes man and and I can see then I start to see what's going on because I really didn't kind of think before I just thought it was dinner and nice and I just started to see the way he was talking to the girls and the way he was kind of and uh, I was just yeah and I was just not I was just starting to get more kind of unimpressed as the evening went on and he actually said to me oh why you look so grumpy you look what's wrong with you Julio said to me right and I said nothing I'm grand I'm grand I was just so like oh for god's sake I was like this is a sleazy dirty old man that's what I just felt I didn't care who he was what he was doing whatever so anyway the evening finished up we went home that was it the next day uh, the guy that was working for him was sent into the agency to ask, went into the agent. We're not asked, like, you know, the agent then tells us, you know, it's yeah. like this, it's awful. So your man, the agent comes out to us and he goes, oh, you know, uh, Julio's guy's been in. He'd love for you girls. And it's always put like, it's such a privilege and you should go. And what's wrong with you? And anybody who would yeah, get this you opportunity. Get somewhere, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was like, you know, you're not busy girls. And he wants you to go to his private island for a week. All you have to do is hang out with him. That's it. And you'll get paid. And I said, but we're here to work, thinking as if we're going to get any work in the summer. But I didn't know at the time. Mm. I know now that you don't, right? It was my first time abroad at modelling and stuff. And I said, we're here to work. And he's like, oh, yeah, but he says, you know, it's not busy. You just go, nothing. He says, you just hang out, have fun. All this very frivolous, very kind of... I said, no. I said, absolutely not. Under no circumstances am I going to some island with some owl fella. Where you and can't get away. Once exactly. <laughs> when so we said gone. no. And actually, I've, I've actually joked with a few of my friends. I've kind of said, I probably should have went. You know, probably... <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. You but, probably you know, would have had a, an probably, unreal gaff. Do you know? <laughs> when it, was, it was probably just, I don't know, a hotel or a villa, whatever it was. I don't know. It was his private island anyway. And maybe we were just there to look good. I don't know. But... Well, anyway, we didn't go, and um, but that was yeah. But that's I suppose again, I, it's just this sense that because you said you're still young enough yeah. and naive enough, and 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 as you say, they put the pressures on that you feel like if you don't say yes, yeah. then th- you're going to like ruin your chances yeah. for your career. And so yeah. many women have had to fell into that, yeah. and um, it 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 was hard to to say no. I just wonder where you, that sort of perhaps that bit of just. Yeah, I think it's either in you or obviously your parents and your background and your siblings. Definitely. I had a very kind of a free childhood and I call it that because like we were when we went to our cousins, we were out from morning till night, Mm. came home for our tea or dinner. Parents didn't know where we were, what we were doing. So it was, 
you were, I suppose, cute and you, not streetwise. I wasn't very streetwise, but like I had a little bit of kind of something, something kind of in my head. Do you know what I mean? Of what's right. And but I cop on, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody really deep down, even with intuition, whatever, you kind of know right from wrong. And even if you kind of are led sometimes. But some people, I feel, particularly in the fashion business, uh, celebrity world, um, TV, all that kind of stuff, are so interested which I never really was in fame and and um, getting to the very top that they would do anything whereas for me I first of all I never wanted to be a model I wanted to be a school teacher and studied business in college and whatever and then started to get into modeling in second year as a photographer on Carlo who used to say to my mother she should do so I think if you're not that hungry or your your aspiration in the first place was never oh my god I want to be a model since I was seven or you know but even if it is that you shouldn't have to feel those things do you know yeah. what I mean you shouldn't have to feel that you have to do or be put in precarious situations to get up the ladder but unfortunately that is the way the industry is mm. and still is mm. you know that that is the thing though isn't it yeah. I mean, it's great a lot of women have spoken out more and we've had the me too move and stuff but yeah. it's still going on I think as, as long as famous people on these pedestals and it is the institutions as well it's not just these individuals but it's institutions whether it's television companies whoever that protect them and they're just as um absolutely responsible for absolutely because like say with the agencies there right it's almost like pimping if you like yeah Yeah. because well they're going to get either backhanders we don't know what's going on right so as models you don't so they're i think they're either getting backhanders or a company will say, well, if you don't do this, we won't work with you anymore. Yeah, yeah. or it leads to jobs, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about power. It's all about money. And once God, people realise that and you can learn to navigate that world quickly, I think you'll do better. Because if you're naive enough, like I don't know where I ever actually, I, my parents, I'll never forget saying this when I was nine at my dinner table at home. I'll never forget because this is exactly how I felt. I remember we were just eating lunch or whatever. And I said to my dad, we were chatting away, and I said, you know what, dad? This is before modeling, before anything else. Just just what's at me. I said, you know what? You know um, what life is like? If you're, if it's a game, and if you're good at it, you'll be rich, and if you're bo- poor at it, you'll be, po- if you're bad at it, you'll be poor. I said that at age nine. I haven't a clue where that came from. But my parents have reminded me of it since, because they're like, what are you talking about? But actually, if you look back on it, people go, life isn't a game, Viv. Life is very serious. And it is, but it is a game. It very much is a game in the business world. Yeah. And in the male kind of, and I look, I love men. I'm not like, I'm here to kind of bash men. I love them. But it's very, that patriarchal kind of, it just is and has been. It's taken a very, very long time. Thank God for things like this podcast and women coming out and, you know, really being, really saying how they feel and not being afraid because they're being told, you know, well, you might lose your job or you might, you won't do this again. We were told that many times, many times over, like if we questioned payments, I remember in the agencies, you don't question that. So it just shows as well as models, you know, again, people think, oh, models, they're just, they're looking good, but there's so much more to it. Not only the artistry, charisma, everything, but the business mind. Oh, you learn. You're so right. You're so right, Caroline. Yeah, because you know what? I, I remember doing interviews 20 years ago when people used to say to me, Vivian, you know, oh, yeah, models are just I said, nearly every model I know has a degree. I'll never forget saying this to the interviewer because 
They had to, particularly in Ireland, because like my family were very academic. They were like, listen, get your degree. If you could do a bit of modelling on the sign outside, great. So I used to call myself the course queen because I actually did so many courses just in case modelling didn't work out. Yeah. Because well, we were in Ireland. Mm. It wasn't the hub of it was Madrid, Paris, Milan. Mm. So I kept doing courses even after my degree and things like that. And you're right. And like, like if you look at Ros Purcell and if you look at these are business people. Yeah, you we, know? we were talking about this coming up, like a lot of the yeah the women who were, say, the big models yeah. around your time. They've all done fantastically well. Yeah. Well, you, and just like what you said, Caroline, you see so much. You, you you're on a shoot, right? But you're surrounded by marketing people, PR people, photographers, clients. So you're learning advertising, you're learning mar- if you're clued in and if you care enough. Um, you're learning all sides of the industry. You're learning how to sell yourself. You're learning. Like I used to think I was being booked sometimes because I was just good at my job. But like then you find out that you're being booked also because you're easy to work with. Also because you're fast. You see, you start learning these as you go along. Like this it was a, a boutique down in Moat that used to book me all every single year. They were, they were so lovely. We used to have a lovely day. But oh my God, it was a workout. I did literally 70 to 80 outfit changes in one day. So it was a catalogue for them, right? But yeah. they'd book me every year because I was so fast. And I'd be inside and I'd be pulling off tops and I'd be putting on pulling. And literally it was a workout, like. So, and that's one reason you're booked. And obviously you're affable and you're, you know, and as I said. Personality. Your personality. Yeah. You, yeah, it only takes the one person in the room. So there could be six people doing a shoot to create an awful atmosphere. A stiff and nobody's, everyone's afraid to talk and everyone's afraid to kind of. And then it only takes one person to loosen everything up. Like I, I started back at yoga and you'll notice in yoga, you know, I'm sure if you go, you, you know, at the end of the class, someone will say, well, thank you. And, every, and everyone else is really quiet, whatever. If, you, if one person goes, thank you, that was a lovely class. And start, everyone does. Yeah. So it's just that one person to break the, the silence or break the kind of ice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then I suppose fast forwarding a bit. I mean, um, one of our guests we talked to last week, she was saying, um, you know, reflecting on, on on her life and saying oh look but don't don't take me back I'm actually I'm she's she's sort of in into her 40s now she said I'm just I'm so happy where I yeah. am she's kind of was reflecting on building confidence she mm. said I'm I'm excited to be where I am and looking forward and how how do you feel now at, at 50 about where you are it's funny I agree 100% with whoever that was because I have a friend that absolutely cannot stand aging and where she's at right and she keeps saying to me oh but Viv like you know I'm not going to mention her obviously but she goes oh but Viv you know you know she'd be a few years older than me and I'm like listen right, I said to her one night I said sure what's the alternative I said you either embrace it or would you prefer the alternative so cop on right so she's laughing I know I know I know but still I said it is a privilege to age and it is and that's where we should be at and so I have zero problem aging <clears throat> and I would never want to go back. I've had such a great, like, obviously, I've gone through things, that I'm sure you both know, that also add to your experience and enrich your life and things like that. And, you know, dark times, absolutely, as well. But everything is added in the whole picture. And I wouldn't want to go back, because, like, say, particularly, like, I worked three jobs when I came to Dublin first to afford my rent when I, but that builds character. When I started modelling and, you know, you don't get paid for six months or a year. <clears throat> excuse me so on every experience I had I was lucky to have like the people I met along the way the, the positions and places I was in and found myself in so no I don't want to go back but is it hard when 
your your image is is part Absolutely. of your business. And yeah. I mean, let, I mean, you you do look fabulous for fifty. And uh, it, well, I mean, there 50s, must be some thanks, some well, like, secrets. And, yeah, you look you look yeah. brilliant. Listen. Asking for a friend, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing, and I will say this, I've no problem saying it. Like I've done, it's Botox, but I get it done once a year. As you can see now, I need it again, right? So I've, I've got to tackle this. This you're allowed. Even my, my kids Everyone. are like, oh, come Jesus. on, mum. My know, mother used like to say to me, Ireland. right? And she goes, stop referring to me. And I was like, I said, that's a muscle. I can't help that. <laughs> saying to her, right? So I do once a year. And that's all I, that's all I obviously need to get. I get it done about Christmas or January. That's it. I do not do it like twice a year. Some people do it twice a year. I don't feel the need, to be honest. And I like a bit of character, particularly when I was acting. You can't have like... Yeah. And anyway, your wrinkles go in here and everywhere else. So there's just no point. So for me, yeah, I look in the mirror and there's a few things I wouldn't mind getting done. Like, you know, little semi facelift or something like that would, would be nice, <laughs> you know. But like, as I mean, crap. Oh, bad. It's on my, on my Christmas list. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I mean, I don't mind a few wrinkles. But like when it starts to here, under here, and you, you feel like, yeah, I'd like a little, that would be nice. But again, you look at all the things that go wrong with people when they get it done. And I think in RTE or whatever, they did a botch job series. Was that last week? Yeah, I think Turkey. I saw that. Yeah. And there's one, I think, follow up next week. Oh, so things like that or people, God forbid, who, you know, don't survive under the knife and then yeah. your children are left with. So it's what we've done and what society has done to us to make us think that, oh, God, this is the way we have to be. We've talked to um, uh, Loretta Digman on, on menopause as well. Yeah. But all these hormonal yes. changes yeah, have yeah, a big yeah. impact as yes. well on but mood, but also, as you were saying, about weight. It's very difficult at this age because suddenly it is. things are changing. And oh, you're kind of... Like I didn't notice any body changes. I'm 50 now till I was about 46 going on 47, like particularly my lower stomach. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? I know, me too. Because oh. I, I always had a flat stomach. Oh, and hello. I suddenly got yeah, no. a pouch. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. mean, where the hell did this come Honestly, from? Honestly, it's hormonal. And do you know what is great, I will tell you, is 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 yoga. Because I was doing, um, I was walking. I was doing all the, and I was like, it wasn't really helping. But I'll tell you why yoga is helping me. Anyway, I found because the cortisol levels that you're carrying is creating weight gain as well. And the more you can calm your system down, the more you, you can deal yeah. with it. Like if you can um, exercise two hours after you wake up, if you can, not everybody can, that's great for your system because you're breathing constantly. It sounds stupid, but oh my God, it, like I find it really, really works, you know. But yeah, it is. Like since I was 46, 47, my body's been changing and it's hard to get used to when you could always fit into a size 10, you know, no yeah. problem. Now you're like 12 if you're lucky. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. You're like, I what do you mean? Go- it's really small fitting yeah, in here. Exactly. The, the, the Italians are like, tiny. Like everything, yeah. like the chocolate bars, everything. The, the sizes are Yeah, definitely. yeah, no, they are. Um, and, and if you go into the high streets, I think, you know, they have to cut material to literally. So it is. So we can kind of solace ourselves with that thought. But it, it is. It's very, very hard. But I think you have to have a balance of, well, okay, like, you know, I know people who didn't make it past certain ages. So I always kind of go, listen, like, not to sound too kind of airy fairy, but there is a big thing in gratitude and a big thing to be saying thank you for where I am. And I do that a lot. Mm. I really do, because, I mean, I just otherwise feel, well, if you're not saying that, you're thinking about all the things that are wrong with you instead of all the things that are right and all the things that you have in your life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it's terrible. We live in a life of comparison, social media. Everything is like, oh, my God. Yeah, but did you see what she has? And yeah, but did you, yeah, but did you see what you have? 
And going back to like when you said about years ago, you must have thought, no, because you're still going, but look at that model over there. Mm. And look at her over yeah. there. She's skinnier than me. It's the very yeah. same, you know, mm. it's terrible, really. Yeah. And it's it's that society that, you know, we're just supposed to be because of the magazines and the advertisements and everything else a, a specific way. But thank God now with everything, you know, and all the campaigns and, you know, the Me Too's and, and the bigger ladies and curvier ladies, not that all that kind of stuff is going yes. out, hopefully, At least you know. Yeah. And that perspective, I mean, how has that helped you? I mean, you did mention dark times and yeah. you've, you have been through a divorce yeah. and you know, one of our guests a few, from a few weeks ago, she we were talking to her actually about her breast cancer experience, but she said, having gone through the breast cancer and she had infertility and other things, it, it, she went through divorce and she said that was the hardest, yeah. most traumatic thing that she has ever been through. The divorce? In her life, the divorce. And not her breast cancer? Yeah, wow. that's what she said. And I just wondered, you know, what, reflecting back, you know, that must have been... Mm. really difficult time because also you're married to Mark Dunn and a yeah. big, you know they were very most famous family in Ireland yeah. and you, there's extra scrutiny on yeah. you as well as going through yeah it was definitely um, well I had I had postnatal depression as well so that was very hard but yeah you can deal with that because once you find out what that is but to be very honest with you I think any type of depression well for me I can only speak for myself because it's very different for everybody I feel um there were definitely a few factors that contributed to it. I don't think it was just my pregnancies. I think it was where I was at in mentally going into the pregnancy and where I was at in my relationship. And I think because it's such a vulnerable time in your life that if you're any way kind of uh, not 100% strong, that then it can kick in. It can be triggered like anything, like cancer, like anything. Mm. That's how I feel. Mm. I may be completely wrong. Um, so that's what I feel about that. So my even then there was problems in my relationship. So I think that would have contributed to how I was yeah. feeling anxious all the time. And that's that's actually uh, my hands do it naturally now. That's the way I used to feel in my marriage. Um, I just used to feel anxious and like it's funny. People say, well, was he not this? He's a lovely guy, just not for me. Like some people. um I, I think I take on people's feelings or if you're stressed, I can kind of feel a bit stressed or do you know that kind yeah. of? So, yeah, my divorce and, and you're right about being in the spotlight and things like that as well, because actually the huge thing for me. And I remember one day specifically crying on the phone to my sister, looking into the mirror in my living room and going, how can I do this to my children? And I was crying and I was crying because my fa my parents are still together. Yeah. You know, and I was yeah. like, how? My kids were only five and three, five and three. Yeah. And I said, how can I do this? And I was crying and crying and crying. And she goes, look, Fave, if you're not. And I said, I, I've tried. I can't. I, I never saw, I never went into it thinking I was going to break up. I was that traditional person, you know. Yeah. But um, I just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't. The atmosphere in the house was awful. I just thought there was more to life. I just, I just wanted to feel content. That's all I wanted to feel content. But we were saying we were talking about it coming up and we were saying like it takes a, a lot of courage to leave a marriage. Yeah, it? it does. And you know what? It's funny because people used to say to me, you're so brave. I said there's a very fine line between brave and stupid because I knew what I was leaving. And like I, I used to say to people, come back to me in 10 or 20 years and we'll see how brave I am because I didn't feel brave at the time. All I felt like it was my only option for my mental and physical state. That's what I felt. Mm. And I also had said, you know, I had said to Mark, I wanted to fix it. I had wanted to fix it for years. And I said, like, come on. He, he was just quite a controlled, 
I don't want to talk about him because I don't think it's fair. Yeah. But um, I just, I, I just, just couldn't. couldn't change in the way you needed. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so the day I told my parents, that was the day because I just felt, oh my God, I'm going to be such a disappointment. And that's what I felt. I felt like when, because I, I knew, I knew like my parents are so old fashioned. What do you mean you're going to get, what? Did they see it coming at all? Did no, not no. to, well, I mean, they knew we'd arguments and, you know, like any mother, or my father didn't say much, but any mother would say, oh, look, she'll sort it out and you'll be grand and, oh, look, whatever. And mm -hmm. and there's only one of my sisters, my older sister, I didn't tell my, I told my younger sister a bit, but not as much as my older sister because I felt I didn't want to burden her and put all of this on her before she ever entered this state. Do you know what I mean? I wanted her to go into her own kind of thing, nice. So, um, I was quite surprised actually because I tell my older sister everything, but yet she was one of the persons that was the most shocked when it happened, which is kind of mm -hmm. weird. But yeah. anyway, that's a, a different story. So with my parents telling them that day and uh, on the phone, I'll never forget it. That was the day for me that I felt this huge relief because I had told the people I cared about most. So, yeah, so my, my parents, I had told them, obviously myself and Mark, we had discussed it, uh, uh, say, two days before I had I we had done a bit of marriage counselling and he didn't turn up for the last one and I that was the day I made the decision I just said well if he's not going to turn up for the marriage counselling and he's a meeting and work and that's more important that's it for me and that's it that's the day and I think women are very much like that they actually say that women break up when they're in the marriage oh yeah I'd say mm. it's, it's over a long time yes yeah. whereas men this yeah. is I didn't realise this years later they, they're like what left field left field I've been telling you this for two years three years yeah. four years and then, but they feel no 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 and then so they only start healing kind of when the marriage is over whereas a woman starts healing in the marriage when she's made the decision and I did anyway once I made the decision I was clarity oh my god it was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders then my parents because you know that old Irish thing of like what do you mean like you know he's not a big drinker he doesn't gamble I said, all right, so he's not an alcoholic or a gambler, so I should stay with him, should I? So there's this thing. Yeah. But I mean, but they've never was, been I mean, through it. it things are beginning to change more they attitudes, are. but I suppose back then it yeah. was still very much, you yeah. should just gr grin yeah. and bear it kind of thing. What was wrong with me? Because, yeah. you know, of course, people are looking in going, you've got this five-star life, you've yeah, got this, this kind wonderful of, family. Yeah, and I knew what I had, yeah. you know, but I wasn't willing to be that person to just put up with this just because of money. Like, and money's obviously very important. But like your health and your well-being is a lot more important. Yeah. So I had to to fix that. And I suppose just very briefly on the years after, it's like I suppose, I guess at times it probably must have been lonely as you got on your feet and you yeah. begin maybe trying to have new relationships. I mean, yeah. What was that period like? Um, I think uh, I had a couple of relationships kind of pretty much soon afterwards and it was nice and it was what I needed yeah. and it was flirty and it was fun. And then, but it's like, I'm not seeing anybody now and haven't done for a very long time. And it changes so much because there's so much more at stake because I have two children. So you're looking at these people and you're like, yeah, this is great fun and everything. But like, mm, are you a keeper? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Do you know, and you start, everything is completely different to when you were going into relationships before you had kids and before they're your kids. And then you start thinking, they're, you know, if this guy moves in, he could be upstairs and Katie is there. And I start thinking Katie can't come down in her shorts and her little... There's just so much at stake. Yeah. So I did have fun definitely for a couple of years, a couple of different relationships. And since I haven't seen anybody, I'm not in any rush. I don't feel I am so happy every day. I look at Katie and I go, do you know what? Because Mark moved on, got married and has another child, right? Great. But in our house, Katie can 
come down in her little shorts. The dynamic in our house is myself, Ben and Katie, and that's it. There's nobody there to make them feel like, oh, hi, how are you? Are you? Mm. I just want her to be and comfortable in her home. In yourself. I'm so content. So and content. Would they like you to meet someone? I Years ago, my mother used to laugh because we'd be at uh, dinner. Ben, God bless him. I think like, you know, he must have been what was in his head. Sometimes you think he was only, uh, say, seven and we'd be out in like an Italian restaurant. Of course, you know, the Italian waiters flirting and and you're enjoying the attention and mum would be nudging me. She's like, look at your man across. Look, look at your man. And Ben would be staring at what was going on. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. So he was probably going, that's my mom, whatever. But now, like Ben will be 20 in April. He's his own girlfriend. Katie is uh, going on 70. Now they're kind of like, now, come on, this is a joke. I'm going to put you on that dating show. <laughs> right? so, oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. This is what they're at. I'm going to put you on that dating show. Now we need to, you need to cop yourself on because you're just sitting watching <laughs> the late, so late funny. show. <laughs> so, but you can't, you get so, I think, you know, and I've had a couple of conversations with other people who are separated and divorced and you get so kind of comfortable and, and, and set in your own ways that you're like, well, I have to pick up someone else's boxers or Maybe if you have your well, own house, say, you that would be great. great. Just live separately. Exactly. I had a lot of sort of second. Oh, well, I had a couple of I had a couple of little things away. I went on a solo traveled. I know you have to wrap up, but I solo traveled for a while, and it was a couple of things which was lovely. You come home, it was great. Saw them for a while, and goodbye. And and not that I I'm very much a relationship person. So anybody I see, I don't go. Oh, it's just for. I'm not like that. I'm more like if I see somebody, I see potential in it. But then I also start to see cracks very quick because mm. I'm going. Because you get to a stage where my kids are rare now. Why would I want to get married again or do anything like that? Like, I think men get married again for a very different reason to women. Yeah. You know, I think women are like, oh, that's great. It was lovely the first time. That's enough now, thanks. Yeah, they yeah. want somebody else to look after again. You yeah. want to spread your wings and enjoy exactly, yourself. Exactly, exactly. So, look, at, as I said, I love men. I'm just not looking for If one comes along, and I think that dating show that was on last night, how people are finding them on the internet and how people, scammers and all that kind of stuff, like I'm that person I would just want to meet them in the here or in the laundrette yeah. or in yeah, the, wherever yeah. do, you, like, do you know what I mean that's it like spill a cup of coffee on somebody this thing of internet <laughs> dating <laughs> is like yeah it's like oh really swipe right oh, ah God. here we stop do you know yeah. what I mean oh, I know. and like it's myself good. and my friend always says all we want is somebody with hair that would be nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah Maybe a man a few well, years younger wouldn't be uh, bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you're probably looking at him going, yeah, but he's looking at someone 10 years younger as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so true. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. so yeah, it's tough. Oh, well, look, we've we've run out of time. I it's know, just, we could oh, talk forever. Long, I think we could. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, maybe we'll come back for another episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, You're great fun to have Ah, thanks. So likewise, it's easy, very easy to talk to you. Like, so, you know. And I never shut up, so you know what I mean. <laughs> and, and maybe a mantra to finish on something you live by for the listeners, maybe. Is there a f- something I live by? Well, I live by no regrets, if you can. Absolutely. I have no regrets because what's the point? And I also live on like delay the worry. I have this thing my daughter's a real worrier, my mother's a real worrier. And I said, right, you're worried. I used to be. But that's another thing that divorce helps you with that. Like you really can't predict the outcome of something and that changes your perspective on life and gives you a new perspective which is great you know and then you just kind of go well what's the point in worrying is it going to change the result no so then don't worry and just have fun because I hate when if people are too serious like what's like what's the point do you know what I mean life is short don't be too serious have fun smile and 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 be happy that's it oh thanks Vivian thank you thank you girls